the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He's been recognized as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings nearly 40 years of experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Horses raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this song away. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. If this is the first time you heard the show, hey, welcome aboard. If you've heard the show in the past, you know pretty much our format. The first part of the show, we talk about estate planning and elder law. And the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court, avoiding probate. And it's very important in today's world to, you know, avoid probate. And as far as elder law is concerned, we're trying to save our assets, mostly our house, from nursing home bills. And as most of you know, we first part of the segment, we bring one of our lawyers on board to ask a question that's either popularly asked in the office or possibly emailed. And Michael, if you want to email a question, where do you email the question to? If you want to email a question, you want to go to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Connors is spelled C-O-N-N-O-R-S. A lot of people think it's an E. Connors at gmail.com and shoot us whatever you might want to learn about. Okay, so with us today is Nicole Donnelly, who hasn't been on for the last couple of months because she's been on vacation of one kind or another. I know you guys were worried about me, but I'm back, and I'm so happy to be back. (laughs) Okay, so Nicole, what question is bouncing around in your mind? In my mind, there's many questions, but I know they're not for the radio, so we're going to keep it strictly to what we're here for today, which is the estate planning questions, okay? It comes up a lot. Do people need a health care proxy? They argue with me often about that. And then it comes up, do they need it if they have a living will? So why don't you tell the people the difference between a living will and a health care proxy and tell them they need it? They need what, a living will or a health care proxy? That's what you're here for. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> well, a living will is basically a statement of wishes of how you want to be treated, usually in the event of a terminal illness. You know, if I'm terminally ill, I don't want to be resuscitated. I don't want to be intubated, whatever. And, and that's the thrust of a, of a health of a living will. I'm sorry, and that's not technically enforceable. And most of the times, the living wills are so vaguely written that they really don't apply to the circumstances in front of you. 
A healthcare proxy is a document witnessed by two people that appoints an agent to make medical decisions on your behalf if you can't speak for yourself. Now, I would say ordinarily that's an important document. You should have it, especially, you know, because one, the person on the healthcare proxy has access to your medical records. They can talk to your doctor. You know, a lot of times, you know, if you have a family doctor, yeah, they may talk to the son or daughter or spouse about certain things going on. But let's say you're in a, an institution, you're in a hospital, and your family doctor doesn't have access to your records in the hospital. He's not, he doesn't have a relationship with them. Well, somebody in the hospital, son or daughter may come up, what about my mom's condition? And they may not answer your questions because they're taking a look at the, the file and they say, hey, your mom, your dad doesn't have a health care proxy. So, yes, you want to have a healthcare proxy where you can have a, usually a family member, doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, who can make medical decisions on your behalf, can speak to a doctor on your behalf and get your medical records and make a decision, hopefully according to your wishes. And when I say hopefully according to your wishes, you know, they're, they're not, the, the living will is not necessarily legally binding. And I can tell you from experience, in a lot of cases, somebody has a living will, I don't want to be resuscitated. And, you know, you have a heart attack in the, at your house and you're gasping for air and somebody calls 911, they're going to resuscitate you. So, you know, it's not, it's not as easy and, and as clear as some people would like it to be. And I think a lot of people too many times they say, well, I don't, I don't want to be resuscitated. I want a DNR. But they really don't know what they're asking for. Because DNR means, for the most part, they're going to let you die if something happens. Now, 98 years old and you got cancer and you want to sign a DNR, fine. Nobody from this place is going to argue with you. But, you know, if you're 65 years old in relatively good health and you have a heart attack, ordinarily you want somebody to, you know, bring you back. You know, I've seen people that have been on uh, respirators or whatever, and they they come back and they live for 10, 15 years after that, and they have a good 10, 15 years. So you don't want to sign a DNR that quickly. But that's one of the things with the healthcare proxy. The agent on your proxy can make those medical decisions for you if you're not able to speak for yourself. And I would say for the most part, almost everybody should have a healthcare proxy. Um, if there's no healthcare proxy, a, a lot of hospitals and doctors, they go, let's say, to the next of kin, spouse, son, daughter, then there's a whole list of things going on. But good luck trying to get your medical records if you don't have something in writing where you appoint somebody as your agent. And just to avoid confusion, a healthcare proxy is not a power of attorney and vice versa. Sometimes when we talk to people all, all the time, do you say, do you have a power of attorney? Well, I have my son on to make medical decisions. So you're telling me and the listeners that they all need a healthcare proxy, but that if they have a living will, the doctor isn't just going to pull the plug on them because it's not legally binding. Am yeah, I understanding? Mo most living wills that I've seen, again, they're, they're too vague. They have too many ifs. If I am terminally ill, if I am permanently unconscious, if I am mentally, minimally conscious. And, you know, sometimes it's very hard to to come up with some kind of situation that fits all those circumstances um i mean one of the toughest questions whether for a living will or uh, otherwise a family discussion if you're in a coma do you want to be starved to death or do you want tubular or artificial feeding you know and you know some people say i don't want tubular feeding but at the same time 
you know, there there are a lot of people that say it's a horrible death if you're completely withdraw food and nutrition and hydration and your body shrivels up and it's a horrible thing for the family to see. And some doctors say, yeah, there's pain involved in it. And some other doctors say, no, you don't feel anything. I don't know, but I don't know if you really want to test that out. So that's a, a tough question. And you got to think about it. You know, when the time comes, human instinct, usually you want to live. That's not 100%. Somebody may have, you know, again, somebody may be 98 and they have cancer and they think, well, I've had enough time and they're tired of living for whatever reason. They're tired of the pain. And I know that happens. But most of the time, when it comes to the end, people still want to live. That's human instinct, human nature. God gave us, God gave us the, you know, the instinct to want to live, you know. So you got to be careful when you sign a, a living will. But it's extremely important, and I would say this. You want to put somebody in charge. You don't want chaos. And, you know, some of the things that starts family fights um, is what are we going to do with mom? And one person says, I don't want mom to suffer. I don't want her to be on a respirator. Somebody else says, you got to give mom a chance to live. Um, I think we should put her on a respirator. And a lot of, in a lot of cases, that's what starts the family fight. I, I think that starts the fights more than than money in some cases. You know, I know people fight over money, yeah. But I, I would dare say that in, in many cases, that starts as more fights than anything else. So you might avoid the fight if you do have somebody in charge. At least you choose the person to make those decisions on your behalf if you can't speak for yourself. And, I mean, there's not a right answer ahead of time. I mean, that's the problem in these cases. There's not a right answer ahead of time. You've you got to play the cards that are dealt with you at the time. Are you 98 years old and you got cancer and you're in a coma? Well, maybe it's time to go. Are you 65 years old in good health and you just happen to have an unforeseen heart attack? And maybe if they save you from that heart attack, you got another 15 years to live? Yeah. you, you got to take a look at the cards where they are. And that, that's why you prepare. And that's where you have the, the health care proxy. But don't confuse this. A health care proxy has nothing to do with financial decisions. That's a power of attorney. Usually we do a power of attorney for financial business decisions. Take care of your assets. God forbid you have a stroke or another disabling illness. A health care proxy is just to make medical decisions. And this, a lot of times when people come into our office and we start talking to them, I said, do you have a power of attorney? And they look at their documents. They say, well, you know, I have my son as my health care proxy. It's two separate things. And good planning, you're going to take care of both. You're going to have a health care proxy. You're going to have a power of attorney. Now, the power of attorney, if you want to, it can say in the power of attorney that this power of attorney is not effective unless the medical doctor says that I'm not mentally competent to handle my own affairs. And you can do that. Be careful what you wish for because in some cases, again, you go to a hospital. It may not be that easy to get a doctor to sign that form saying you're not mentally competent to handle your affairs because you know, the bureaucracies in hospitals can be more difficult than you think. And, and, and again, you can be in a catch-22. Um and, and I've seen that happen. You have a, you know, husband and wife on each other's power of attorney, and somebody's trying to use the alternate, and somebody says, well, get a letter from your mother's doctor saying she's incompetent, she can't handle it. Get a letter from your father's doctor saying he's incompetent, he can't handle it. And sometimes between going back and forth and getting letters from two different doctors, that's not that easy. Now, if you do want to schedule an appointment with us to try to clarify these issues, you're more than welcome to do it. 
you can give us a call at Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. There's no one right answer ahead of time, but maybe we talk it over and, and go from there. And we have offices in Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and Manhattan. We don't charge for the initial consultation. The first consultation is free. And let's talk it over and go from there. But And, and don't forget, you know, estate planning. We want to avoid probate. We want to save your house from nursing home bills. But a PAV attorney may be the first step in that goal. And a health care proxy may make it easier for your family if a difficult position comes up in the future and they don't they, they, they have medical decisions to make. At least you can get access to the medical records and you can appoint someone to make those medical decisions on your behalf if you can't speak for yourself. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes. You'll listen to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, accompanied by Nicole Donnelly. Always a pleasure. And my son, Michael. Thanks for joining us. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. 
Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Time now for Connor's Corner, where Mike takes a closer look at topics like history, politics, religion, and more. Here's Mike. Welcome to the Connor's Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. Uh, you know, some of you may know this and may not realize it, but there's a primary coming up in a, in a few days. And we have our congressman here from the 11th CD, Nicole Maliotakis. Welcome to Connor's Corner. It's great to be with you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Okay, now... Listen, primary, I didn't think you had an opponent, but then I found out a few days ago there there is a primary, and can you tell people why it's important to come out and vote? Yeah, well, our primary got pushed to August because, as you, as you may remember, uh, we had to sue to preserve our congressional district. When the Democrats gerrymandered in Albany, they tried to connect Staten Island with Park Slope, Brooklyn, to tilt the scale to help a Democrat win. And so as a result of the, the judge's decision and the new maps that came out by an ind- independent drawer, uh, our, our election got pushed to August 23rd. So currently, you have, um, you know, early voting is underway. Uh, we urge all Republicans to get out and vote. It's important that, you know, I prevail in this uh, primary because I'm the one who can preserve this seat in November. Uh, and quite frankly, we've been working very hard to stop President Biden on a number of fronts, uh, in particular the $5 trillion spending plan that he tried to pass uh, last year that would have led to even much worse inflation than what we have now. Uh, but in addition to that, we stopped anti-police measures. I was able to deliver uh, millions of dollars of funding for the, to the NYPD. I was also able to uh, deliver uh, funding for our local hospitals. Uh, we also had to work very hard to stop a number of other bad measures that would have hurt New Yorkers, make, made us less safe. Uh, and so it's, it's really important that we maintain this seat. It's the only Republican voice that we have in the city of New York, and for those people who believe that we must have a balance in our representation, that one-party rule has not fared well for New York City, New York State, or the federal government, we'll see the importance of making sure that um, we hold on to this seat so we can restore some type of balance to Washington. Well, let me ask you something. I've heard you on other shows and talk about congestion pricing, and I think that's really, it's outrageous what they're trying to do, but can you explain it to our audience and, and what your position is on it? Yeah, so I've been uh, fighting this congestion pricing plan going back to days uh, when I was a state legislator. Uh, right now, uh, where the process is, is that the MTA and the governor are trying to jam this through without any type of environmental impact statement or thorough analysis of what the economic impact will be. I believe that adding a $23 toll to enter Manhattan City Center will be problematic for our businesses, for residents, uh, particularly those I represent. I mean, imagine, you know, paying a $23 toll to connect to another borough in the city in which you live. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. And for those they represent on Staten Island that already pay five fifty for the Verrazano Bridge, this will exacerbate that cost to go into Manhattan. I think the governor, the mayor, they should be more focused on improving ridership. Right now, uh, they're crying for money because 60% ridership. Why? Because the subway system is not safe. 
They have to do more to fix the bail law. They need to need to uh, get crime under control, add more police to our subways, uh, make our city safe again so people will want to commute via train, but we can attract tourists once again. We can get businesses to uh, bring their employees back. Um, but right now what we're seeing is another cash grab from the MTA, and we're trying very vigilantly to stop it. Um, it is critical in the next few weeks that people go to mta.info slash cbdtp um, and and that website you can submit a comment urging the MTA to to conduct a thorough review of what the consequences will be of congestion pricing uh, and I believe if we get enough people to submit that form we will be able to trigger a federal highways administration to set, step in and require a more thorough um, impact study, which will be a, a, a good victory in slowing in, in our work to, to try to stop this thing. So let me ask you, the idea is, let's say you live in Staten Island or Bay Ridge, and you're going into Manhattan, you work there every day. So every single day you're going to have to pay another $23 in toll to get into the into Manhattan? That's correct, and, and this is the issue. I mean, look. That's $115 a week. It's, it's thousands of dollars a year, and, and if you're somebody who you know has to go into Manhattan for dialysis treatments three days a week, or you're somebody who works the midnight shift or the overnight shift as a nurse or a waiter, uh, to, to, to hit them with this fee because they don't feel safe riding the subways, uh, is is a real is a real horrible cash grab, and it's part of the left's war on cars. Quite frankly, the problem is it doesn't actually eliminate cars. It may eliminate cars in the in the middle of Manhattan, but guess what's going to happen? They're going to be pushed towards the out outer boundaries, uh, whether it be downtown Brooklyn, whether it be um, the upper upper west and east side of Manhattan, uh, or the other boroughs. People will drive up to the point where they have to pay, and then perhaps take uh, some public transit from then. But that's not the way to go about this. And um, we, we have to make sure that we, we fight this, this terrible cash grab at a time when New York City has already become so unaffordable, uh, whether it be, you know, cost of living, uh, gas prices, um, you name it, it's gone up, unfortunately. And, and this would just be another cash grab by government agency. So let's say I have a business and I'm delivering into Manhattan. This, this could ruin my business easily because depending on your profit margins... But if you got to add in, you know, five thousand a year, you got two trucks coming in, ten thousand dollars a year to your expenses, you may not survive. Yeah, and and the problem is, is that the MTA has complete authority over who can be exempt, what hours this will be in effect, what the cost will be. The the governor and the state legislature did the people of New York a disservice by by not just jamming this through but also giving the authority away to the MTA. It's like having it's having the wolf you know, guard the, the hen house. All right, well, let's let's change the subject. Everybody's talking about crime right now. And, I mean, pe- people see pictures of policemen, you know, engaged in fights, and they can't fight back. They can't make the, the you know, the uh, a move against the criminal. And, you know, we've got bail reform. And nobody seems to to care on the Democratic side whether crime is going up or whether criminals are running rampant. And can you explain the no bail and why it's important maybe to go out and vote for governor this year? Yeah, well, Governor Hochul refuses to repeal or even fix 
the bail law that has been so disastrous and led to crime increasing in our city. I mean, when you when you pick up the the post of the Daily News and see somebody with dozens of prior arrests being released repeatedly back onto the streets, it is it is just outrageous. Uh, and and they are making New Yorkers less safe. Crime has skyrocketed significantly in almost every category since the bail law took effect. Uh, and we know that's the problem. I mean, judges are saying they have to release people. Prosecutors are saying they can't set bail. Those prosecutors that do want to actually prosecute crime, you know, so so it, it has created a, a situation where New York City is less safe. And so if people truly believe that they want public safety restored, which three quarters of New Yorkers are saying that they do, then they need to get out and vote. And Lee Zeldin, who's a candidate for governor running against Hochul, says that he will repeal the bail law. He will fight back against the radical left that refuses to make these changes to improve public safety. And I think that's incredibly important because everybody from my opponent, Max Rose, who supported the bail law, marched in front of the local precinct with the defund police movement. Uh, He supported uh, Bill de Blasio's plan to close Rikers and and build a jail in Brooklyn. Now, if we, we want public safety, we can't keep supporting individuals like that who keep supporting policies that make us less safe. Now, can you explain what the governor can do about crime and Alvin Bragg in particular in Manhattan? So the governor has the ability to uh, fire a district attorney, remove them from office. We, we do not have a recall law in New York State as California does, and San Francisco did re- recall its uh, district attorney. But what we do have the ability is for the governor to remove them if they're not doing their job. Again, Kathy Hochul refuses to do this, uh, but Lee Zeldin said he would. Uh, it's my understanding Kathy Hochul doesn't even want to bring a special session of the legislature to discuss the issue. Yeah, she won't She won't bring them to a special session uh, to address this issue. And the other thing that the governor is responsible for is the New York State Parole Board. And with the appointees put in place by uh, Cuomo Hochul administration, uh, they have released 35 cop killers in just the past few years, five years, uh, they've released murder, convicted murderers, rapists. So all of this is really um, creating the environment that we're dealing with. So if New Yorkers are truly serious about you know, getting our city back on track, getting crime under control, supporting law and order in our police. They have to vote in this year's election. They should not be voting for the people who support these crazy policies. Now, how, say that one again. How many police people have killed police officers? How many have been 35 released? 35 cop killers. 35 cop killers have been paroled by the New York State Parole Board, which is appointed by the governor, since 2017. All right. that That's very disheartening. And uh, if that doesn't give you enough reason to vote for Lee Zeldin for governor, I don't know what does. Now, getting back to the federal issues right now, what's going on? You know, how much money is being spent in this last bill, the Deficit Reduction Act, I mean the Inflation Reduction Act? How much money is being spent, and how can it possibly reduce inflation? Well, it doesn't reduce inflation. That's why it it was a complete misnomer. And that is the problem with Washington. I mean, they'll name a bill, the Cute Puppies Act, and then when you read it, you realize it euthanizes all puppies in America. I mean, this is how bad it's gotten in Washington with them trying to mislead the public. The reality is is that this bill spends hundreds of billions of dollars uh, at a time of record inflation. 
It will increase energy taxes, which means that the cost to heat your home or provide electricity in the, you know, for your home will increase. Gas prices will increase. And I think that this will take, obviously, time to hit the American people, but they will see in time that we were correct about this and that it actually increases inflation, it increases food prices and gas prices, and will make it more difficult for people to survive. Um, you know, we had passed a bill earlier this year that capped the price of insulin. Uh, we could have done that as a standalone bill. I did vote for that bill when it came before us, uh, and we should be looking for individual bills. But to lump something like that in with a bill that has tons of taxes will increase energy costs, doubles the IRS, by the way. Yeah. 87,000 IRS agents will be added to double the IRS, I mean, that, you know, that's more than uh, you could fit in, 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 in MetLife Stadium, you know, and, it, and it's, quite frankly, right now with the border crisis we're facing, uh, it is four times what the Border Patrol has. Uh, so, and that's just what they're increasing the IRS by. And they were not being honest with the people because it will go after small businesses. They will go after middle class. They've already talking about now the House Ways and Means chairman saying that they're going to look raise taxes if they get the majority again in January. Uh, and that is why it's so important, I think, that we, we elect a Republican House so there's a balance. We as New Yorkers know what it's like under one-party Democrat rule. We need to have a balance and we're going to have serious solutions that are um, are acceptable by the majority of Americans. Yeah, and I think a lot of people should realize, and I know some of them don't, you can't raise taxes with the House of Representatives approving it so if they're going to be if there's going to be a majority of republicans in the house next year they can't raise taxes that that that's correct um and, and that and that is really at the end of the day um why it's so important that we do elect a republican majority who is going to be serious about the crises that we're facing we want to unleash american energy we want to get us back to being a net exporter we don't want to rely on adversaries we want, to, we want to be able to produce it right here, and we have the abundant resources to do it, and the president put a stop to it. We want to secure our borders. We want to know who is coming into our country. We support immig- immigration, like my parents uh, who came to this country, but we want them to come the right way. I'm very proud of the work I've done to help 65 people become United States citizens. These are people that were in line, were working hard, were, were, were waiting for years in red tape and bureaucracy, and we were able to get them uh, over the top. But it's a sort of that we're seeing in the migrant buses that are coming to New York. It's completely out of control. And then you have a governor who's incentivizing it. I mean, the governor in this, this year's budget put $220 million to provide health care for those in the country illegally, to give them Medicaid when you have seniors who are struggling with their health care costs here in the United States. It, it is really uh, an issue of misplaced priorities. And we have to get it back on track. And the only way we're going to do that is if we restore some type of balance uh, to to the gov to the, who's governing our country. All right. So when when is your primary date? If you can repeat that again, early voting is now, right? Yes, early vo- voting has begun. People can go to nycvotes.org to find their early voting location and the times of the polls are open and of course uh, you can vote at your regular polling site on on august 23rd which is next tuesday and uh they, they, that will be open from 6 a.m to 9 p.m all right well you know get out to vote don't leave it to somebody else because i you know as we know from some of our mayoral elections very few 
people went out to vote, and we got Bill de Blasio, as you well know. Yeah, and in Brooklyn, we lost Marty Golden because people didn't go out to vote in that election, and that was a great loss for the people of Bay Ridge and Diker Heights. Uh, in the community that I also represent on the federal level. So, look, I've seen elections where uh, one of my colleagues actually won by six votes. But the truth is every vote does matter. And if uh, and I hope people will visit my website, learn more about the work that I'm doing at Nicole4NY.com. All right, Nicole Maliotakis, thank you very much for being on Connor's Corner. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Okay, thanks again. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888 888- Nine five four seven four six three, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number six two five nine one, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number three four three eight four nine nine zero, Stewart Avenue, Suite six six zero, Garden City, New York one one five three zero. Licensed mortgage banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for. Because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, It's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, there are cousins, sisters, there are roots. So, St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians. 
and you can be part of that help too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut, 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Uh, again, Nicole Donnelly still with us. Nicole, you live in Staten Island, so what's your idea about congesting pricing? How do you feel like paying more money each time you go to Manhattan? They would be absolutely crazy to pass that, and it wouldn't help a single thing. That's all you can say? I have plenty more words, none for the radio. Catch me outside of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, crazy gone wrong. Now... Nicole Malatakis, her mother was born in Cuba. Uh, where was your mother born? Columbia. Columbia, South Carolina? No, that would be Columbia with a U. This is Columbia with a O. Okay. South America. All right. So is that why you pretend to speak Spanish or? I do not pretend. I'm actually very fluent, and anybody who comes to Connors and Sullivan for a Spanish estate planning consultation comes and sits with me and gets real-life Spanish advice for their estate planning. So it's not fake news, guys. Don't listen to him. I didn't say it was <laughs> fake news. Real Spanish here. 50% though, because if my dad's listening, he'll be upset. <laughs> All right, so you had another question we were talking about before we got uh, before we put Nicole Maliotakis on the air. Another question about estate planning. How could I get off this congestive, whatever nonsense they're talking about <laughs> passing? You made me forget everything. 20-something dollars just to go to the city? Who would ever go to the city? Is that really a real thing? Could it possibly pass? Yeah, it can. In fact, it has. They're just trying to delay it right now and try to come up with a, a, another study. But you know, like, Here's the thing. Let's say for the sake of argument, you know, when we talk to a client who is a florist and he's making deliveries, all of a sudden, if he makes a delivery on his florist, it's going to go up $23 each time he makes a delivery into lower Manhattan. Or if he sends a delivery, let's say he's in Manhattan, he sends a delivery out to Queens and they come back to Manhattan, he's going to pay $23, which who's going to pay that? The people who buy the flowers, and maybe they're not going to buy flowers because maybe it just got a little bit too expensive. I mean, I think it goes way beyond flowers. Just who is this going to benefit? Like, who is it meant to benefit? It's obviously not benefiting the people who are ordering flowers. It's not benefiting these construction companies that go in and out of the city 20 times a day. It's not benefiting... Anybody who tries to do the right thing, sometimes we have to go into the city to see a client. What are we supposed to do? Tack on $23 or whatever it costs on top of our appointment fees? Like, people live in Manhattan. How are they going to get out? How are we going to get in? Is it going to reduce traffic? You think, I doubt seriously it was going to reduce traffic. If nothing else, it's going to be a little bit of a backlog because people are going to be paying tolls. Even if it's electronically, they're going to have to stop you somewhere because... It's it's all across the city. It's anywhere if you go below 60th Street. Are we going to have, let's say, Tanya who's driving us, is she going to park on 61st Street? But I don't even know how she gets there to get rid of that $23. And then parking lots uh, you know, above 60th Street are probably going to be paying and charging a lot more than those below. And, and you know, this gets back to the anti-car um, maniacs or whatever. 
Beth, you remember when we first were coming to the station on Saturday nights? Oh, yeah. It was relatively easy on a Saturday night to park within walking distance of the station, which was on Broadway and Wall Street. And then they put up Attorney General, Letitia James. Attorney General takes a block away of parking spaces. Then they put up a taxi stand, and nobody can park there, and there are no taxis there at the same time. And then they put the food vendors out on Lower Broadway, and then you can't park there near the Bull or anything where you could park when we first started going into Manhattan. So it's literally piece by piece they're trying to destroy, you know, automobile traffic in the city. You don't realize it. I mean, what Mike's talking about is there would be now a whole block that would go to DOT workers, you know. Then there'd be another whole block that goes to anybody that has an NYC sticker. So you have bureaucrats that can park all over the place. The politicians, the people that work for the city, they can go park someplace. But it's the everyday Joe that can't. If you go in there, you there. It's not like you can. There are no meters. They're not anything. There's no option. You have to go into a lot. Um, but now congestion. I mean, doesn't London? Isn't this a European thing? London? Don't they have this? Don't they have a whole area blocked off? This was Bloomberg. Bloomberg was all for this. So congestion pricing is not a. It's not a new concept. It's just, I mean, I I know they've got it in London. Has it worked in London? Is London a mess? I don't know. I haven't been to London in quite a few years. So, and I don't know. I don't know. You know, it it might Manhattan to do that to Manhattan Island. I I think it's insane. I absolutely think it's insane because it's long and skinny and you've got all these different, um, I know they're doing it from 60th down. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, that's my understanding. And believe me, I'm not an expert. I haven't read anything officially. Well, it's gone back and forth and I know, and of course it's passed because there are no opposing voices to even ask questions about it. But it is an attack on the middle class yet again. It's it's small businesses. I'm sure if you work at a big business, it's not going to matter. Yeah, but again, even if like you're doing business and the business is taking stuff out of Manhattan, they still got to charge because the the delivery is going to go back into Manhattan. So prices are going to go up every time you raise some of these fees. Prices go up. Your prices, our prices, whatever. And you know, like I don't know what is a cab going to be subject to this. I have no idea. You know, I mean, imagine you have to pay twenty three dollars more. In who's picking to go to and choosing? Nicole said, "Who the MTA is that? Was that the one? Are they? Yeah, the MTA is in charge of this. Great, so they get. To, oh, okay. Hey, come over here. It's okay. You can go in. You won't have to pay. You know, we have to. We have to get to know somebody in the MTA. Well. It is getting to be a third world country in New well, York. Well, that's so. that's that's exactly You're what's going on. You need your own on. police protection and so. And forth. what about the IRS? I'm going right. to bring this up because I'm extremely upset about this. First of all, the IRS when they go in, you have to prove yourself innocent. Is that true? Well, to some extent, usually. Listen, in defense of the IRS, usually the times we've been dealing with IRS agents. Usually they're, you know, 
reasonable people and you can deal with them. But what I'm worried about right now, we're going to be hiring 87,000 IRS agents who have no clue what to do. And they're going to go out. And, of course, they're going to go out with guns, I right. guess. Right. And they can so. shoot to kill. This is like 007, license to kill. Oh, my gosh. The IRS? I think our listeners need a little bit of more information on this. Why do you need a gun to check somebody's taxes? Well, that's that's what the ads are saying. You know, they took it down, but they're the IRS agents. I think it's back up on their willing, website. Will, willing, willing to, you have to be willing to carry a gun and use deadly force if necessary. That's on the that was on the IRS website That's the for job employees. description. The NYPD can't even do that, but exactly. the IRS can. <laughs> Something is wrong. What is going on in this country, guys? There are, there are, there will be more IRS agents with guns than we have along the the southern border of the United States. Did you know that? There will be more IRS. Well, you sure that I don't know how many of these IRS agents are going to be armed. Well, they're saying are you willing to? Now, I don't know how many people they're actually going to give the guns to, but that's on that's on their website. That's the job description. And let's just make it clear. We're all for guns here at Connors and Sullivan. We <laughs> are not, not mad about that. The IRS. I just want to know what they're going to use it for. Exactly. You don't need to tote your gun while you're checking my tax return. Exactly. Mr. Connors, where did you get all these little soldiers? Uh, and where? what about the dinosaurs? Where did they come from? Okay, all right, let's... No, I'm very upset about this, and it... It is not right. All right. Well, s- s- forgetting all this stuff for a minute, when are we doing seminars again? And when? what dates are we doing the seminars? All right. So our seminars are going to be on October 24th at the Bayside Adria Hotel at 11, p- 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. On October 25th at the Three West Club in Manhattan at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. On October 26th at the Brooklyn Greenhouse Cafe at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. And finally, on October 28th at on Staten Island at Bocelli's at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Okay, so if you want to uh, attend one of the seminars, call for a reservation. I mean, usually seating is not tight or whatever. Occasionally we do uh, run a little short on, on spaces, not that often. But you're more than welcome to call. Just let us know so we can have the rooms uh, set up properly uh, to make everybody as comfortable as possible. But give us a call at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. And one of the main points about each seminar and what I find most of the questions are, how do I get my house to my kids without losing the house to nursing home bills to paying the least amount in taxes? And that is a good part of what we spend on our seminars. Because now the IRS agents are going to have guns. But the nursing home people won't. So all right, all right. that's not how they take your house. Not uh, by guns. All right. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I am very upset about this. I, th- I think I've lost control of this show, so I don't know what to say anymore. But, you know, that, that that's next to, I guess, nursing home people with guns stealing your house. Oh, my gosh.
Oh, that's when we have to be really afraid, who guys. Th- <laughs> who thought this up? You've got to go back to who thought this up? Who figured it would be a good idea to make an armed IRS camp? And how come they don't allow armed estate planning attorneys so right. that I could well, walk around with my gun There outward. you go. There you go. <laughs> All's but, fair. But, I mean, you heard people ranting about FEMA during the Bush years. I mean, how much worse is this? Oh, my goodness. Mr. Connors, you haven't lost. It's still your show. I'm sorry. I'm just very upset about this. They're going to go after all these little middle-class people. Big people, big companies have all the lawyers that will go out there and, oh, that's okay. We got this. All the little people are going to be going, audit Oh no, what do we do? And you know that's true. And they don't have money for attorneys. It's just not nice. I don't like the IRS. Not well, nice is a very nice way to put it. Yeah, well, to put it mildly, that's why you got to vote in November. You got to vote for Nicole. I mean, that's my opinion, obviously. But you got to vote for people like Nicole in the primaries coming up next week. And when November comes around, don't forget to vote because, you know, your taxes, your taxes, you pay taxes whether you know it or not. I would dare say, you know, I once saw a study that most of us pay more than half our income in taxes. And you may say, no, that's not right. I only pay 22% or something. Well, yeah, you pay 22%. How much do you pay in gasoline tax? How much do you pay in sales tax on the food you buy, the food that is taxed? How much do you pay, you know, in tolls? You know, how much do you pay in the Staten Island toll? Even if you have an easy pass, you're still paying, you know, five bucks a day, five bucks a shot. Way more than anybody should want to pay just to go to work. You guys know I live in Staten Island. I work in Brooklyn. I work in Queens. Why do I have to pay to get over the bridge? I just want to go to work and pay my taxes because they do take out taxes every time I go to work. Oh, my goodness. And shout out to anybody who works in Easy Pass. Just come in. We want to talk to you. We're very interested in what goes on there. We're friendly here. (laughs) Wait, Easy Pass, do they have guns now? Well, you know, that that was one of the things on the the Triborough. The police officers used to work on the tolls. They took away their guns because they didn't want to look like it was like they were stealing from you when they were collecting the tolls. When I, they were. Well, they weren't stealing, but I beg to say Easy Pass is harsher than the mafia. <laughs> I'd rather deal with the mafia any day. Easy that Pass is not so the much. The government. The government. We are now uh, Oh, I'm very upset, everybody. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to rant and rape. I didn't get on earlier in the show because I was so upset. So okay. I apologize. Now what we're gonna do next week, we're gonna take you know, step away from politics and the IRS and so forth. And we're going to replay an interview we did with Clue Gulliger, who's really one of the great character actors of the mostly the, the 20th century. But I think he was in like 400 TV shows and 100 films. And his last film was, I guess it was his last film, was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when he was 90 some odd years of age and he played the book dealer in in that show. And he, he was a great actor. Obviously, he didn't have that big a part in his 90s but he he was active i remember him as a kid playing billy the kid on 
uh, what was the name of the show? The Tall Man? Uh, oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I got to look up the show for the next time. But I remember playing Billy the Kid, you know, over 60 years ago, and, and he never stopped. He was he adorable. He never stopped acting. He was just adorable. All right, so hopefully we'll see you next week on the same time and places. Thank you for listening to Ask the Lawyer. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. They say everybody's got different problems. Well, maybe so, but I've got a song about one problem that every one of us have, and that's taxes. Well, this song's about what it's like after taxes. I feel so good Come payday I think of all the things I'm gonna buy When I pick up my pay Don't you know Then they hand me that little brown envelope I peep inside And Lord, I lose all hope Cause from them total wages earned Down to that net amount that's due I feel a Hey, Kevin McCullough, are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors & Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, 
and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.